yeah. Oh, wow. Welcome to Ragbags, a bonus bag. My name's Frank Burton. Here's a follow-up to our Grimalkin Records special. We're back with the label's founder, Nancy Kells. This time she's talking about her musical incarnation as Spartan Jetplex and the making of her new album, STFU. Let's listen to a track from it first, yeah? I'm sure you'll agree this is captivating stuff.
So as far as how uh, I came up with the name Grimalkin Records, we were going by Friends for Equality, as you had heard. But since I was trying to move it towards being more of a collective and also putting out physical releases, I just wanted to give it a new name to represent the new direction. The name was inspired by and in honor of my mom. Um, She passed away in 2010 from cancer. Um, She had lymphoma. She battled it for a little over two years. Well, she was my best friend and her loss affected me greatly. And I'd say a lot of my songwriting after she passed is definitely influenced by it. I mean, obviously not every song, but I think every album has at least a song or a couple of songs that are somewhat related or tangibly related to processing her death. It'll be eight years since she passed away this September, and it's still painful. I mean, when you experience that kind of loss, you know, grief is just this ongoing thing. It isn't debilitating like it was at first, but, you know, something random will just hit me out of nowhere or trigger a memory. So my brother had some old video and audio of my mom and sent it to me. And so the two short samples on my new album, um, STFU, uh, Grimalkin and Special, they, they are samples of my mom's voice. Grimalkin is a funny one of her saying, ooh, it's an alley cat. It just really captures how she could be really silly and funny. So the name came from there. Um, I just started brainstorming synonyms for, for cats. And Grimalkin is an archaic word for cat. It's also a derogatory word for a woman, which I thought was kind of funny. So kind of taking that back into something positive, I guess. It's also the name of the cat in Macbeth that helped uh, the witches see Macbeth's future. Back when they tried and killed women as witches, they would be accused of having a familiar, and Grimalkin's also another name for that. And um, Nostradamus had a cat named Grimalkin. Um, discovered all this on Wikipedia. <laughs> So anyway, I I really liked the name, and I thought it was really fitting for the label's name. And Elizabeth Owens, they designed the logo for the label. So the the cat design, that's the letter G that we're using. Um, They designed that, and I think it's really cool. So how I put my new album together, STFU came together gradually uh, over a period of time, like like most of my albums do. 
They were written and recorded between September 2017 and March of 2018. All proceeds from my Spartan Jetplex band camp go to fund um, the physical releases on Grimalkin Records. So that's a great way to support what we're doing if uh, you're interested in that. So... My songs usually just come together naturally over time. And, you know, all my music is about processing everything going on with me personally, in my personal life, and also in the world, and also with my job. I mentioned before that uh, I was a special education teacher for 14 years. I taught for 10 years in Los Angeles. And then when I moved to Virginia in 2008, I taught at the Surrey County Schools, um, which is a really rural area near where I live, for four years. I resigned from teaching because I just was struggling over time with how I was being forced to do my job. Standardized testing became just the end-all and be-all of everything. And uh, basically, by the time I resigned, um, which was like 2012, you know, we were pretty much forced to spend, I'd say at least 75% or more of our time in the classroom uh, teaching kids how to take tests. It just felt more and more like my hands were tied from actually doing anything helpful. We really weren't going to change it from the inside out as a teacher, that's for sure. I knew that I still wanted to work with people with disabilities, and then so I moved into vocational counseling. I mean, no job is perfect, but I'm definitely much happier doing what I'm doing now, and I feel like I'm helping people more in real life than I was as a teacher, at least the last several years as a teacher. My work definitely influences my music, so I think there's a combination of things going on in my music, and I take all of that and all the feelings and emotions in my life and in my daily activities, especially the darker, less joyful stuff, <laughs> and I channel it into my songwriting and music, trying to make something positive out of it and uh, make sense of it. And so when you say my music has a lot of emotional weight, that's exactly where it's coming from. I would describe recording my music as less of an em emotional experience and more as a release or a kind of therapy or way for me to process everything going on in my life during that period of time into a uh, something positive. As far as my writing process uh, for writing and producing music, I think it's pretty varied. I like to approach writing from a variety of ways. Some songs are really planned out and others have more of an element of improvisation or in the moment or a combination of planned with improvisation. I, I do like to play around and experiment with things and samples and sounds. Some of my songs are written on guitar, others on keys. Uh, sometimes I start with lyrics. Sometimes the lyrics come later or at the same time. A lot of songs start with an idea or a concept. Uh, some begin with an emotion or a feeling. Sometimes it's a real or an imagined experience that I'm conjuring up to base the song around. You know, some of the songs are based in realities and others are more, you know, dreamlike. Some songs start 
with a beat when I kind of write around that or write around a certain sample or a sound or a field recording that I've made. You know, I just really enjoy mixing it up and jumping around with the ideas and producing as much the same way. You know, some songs are recorded straight and then later I add in effects or samples and things like that, chop things up, mix things up. You know, some stuff uh, is put together in pieces or in layers over time. You know, it really just depends. And then other times are more a one-off where it's really straightforward and the recording comes rather quickly. And I think you can hear all of that on, on the new album and on most of my albums, especially the last several albums. These are ways of writing that I've been exper- you know, experimenting with for the last several years. Um, you know, I've been writing songs for over 20 years now, writing and recording. And I think over time, m- my process for writing has become more intentional. You know, the more that I try out things and experiment and see what works and doesn't work. And, and I'm always trying to stretch myself and stretch the idea of what songwriting is, what a song is, what music is. I still listen to a lot of the older stuff I listened to as a kid and in high school, like the Cocktail Twins and Susie and the Banshees. I like the the a lot. Um, well, his first album that he put out, just just as his name, Matt Johnson, um, Burning Blue Soul, and the first uh, album he put out as the the Soul Mining. Um, those are two of my favorite, all time favorite albums. I really love Cat Power's Moon Picks album. It's a favorite of mine. I used to heavily be into Nick Cave and Will Oldham. I think they're both great at channeling dark feelings and emotions into their music. So I'm pretty sure they've definitely influenced me over the years. You know, I'm really all over the place. Elizabeth Cotton is one of my favorite go-to people that I listen to. Um, I really got into Alice Coltrane in the last couple of years. Malvina Reynolds is another all-time favorite of mine. I love Michelle Negocello. I loved her tribute album to Nina Simone and um, her newest one, which is also a covers album, Ventriloquism. It's really great.
Once again, thank you very much to Nancy Kells, a.k.a. Spartan Jetplex. And as Nancy suggested, she's had a long career in music, so it's well worth checking out the back catalogue. Way back in Ragbag episode one, I played a Spartan Jetplex song called Ment, which is really, really good. I'll put all the relevant links in the show notes. Regular Ragbag is back soon, and we've got some great bonus bags on the way as well. Watch out for it. Oh, yeah, and um, have a look at frankburton.co.uk. Go on. It's a good website. 